church we're going to continue to hear the word of god today this morning and i believe god is going to speak to us uh, and uh, and i i believe this is a word the lord gave me uh, this week to share it with you uh, and also this is a word that i feel in my heart that to one more time to realize who we are in christ but just before that i want to give you a, a lighthearted a joke or something so that you will be relaxed to hear the rest of the 25 30 minutes the word of god amen so i was reading on the other day and i came across this question why did god rejected cain's offering cain's offering do you know why god rejected cain's offering because it was a vegan offering anyway and uh, uh, i thought it's funny uh, so those vegans uh, needs to be restored i believe anyway if you do have a bible lift it up and say this after me lord jesus influence me this morning a uh, lord i pray that you will speak to me lord anoint my mouth take control of my mind i pray that the listeners will not just hear my voice and then they will just move on to the next part of their life i pray that you will use me to speak your word to your children so that you will bring your transformation that brings glory to your name at the end of the day that you are the one you are the reason why we are gathered and we thank you father and whatever you don't initiate lord you don't appreciate so i pray that you will initiate your word to your children in jesus name amen amen so the title this morning i want to uh, put it like this it's called gatekeepers gatekeepers and i believe god has a unique calling on each and every one and the calling for each and every one is to bring you into a place of influence and also to god what he has given you to god what he has given you every single person here who's listening to my voice every single person god has given you something you may not have a top position but god has given you something to god and it the first thing that you got a god is yourself the first thing you got a god is your places of network where he has put you so this 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 word kept on coming as i was worshiping the lord and i was seeking the lord lord teach me what to to share to your children and the lord gave me just a word gatekeepers and then and then as i was keep on meditating psalms 24 came to my mind and the psalms 24 is a scripture that we always most of the time in papa's house we declare we even declare a prophetic declaration over psalms to uh, on on velur by using psalms 24 we even change those uh, scriptures uh, where it says the earth is the lords we used to say the velur is the lords and everything in vel in velur all will live in velur and so i want to take a moment to meditate on this next 25 minutes uh, uh about the the next the 10 verses that god has put in psalms 24 about uh, how we can be the gatekeepers to bring us into a place of influence and to god what god has given to us 
Amen. So if you are in the habit of taking notes, there will be a real privilege, uh, uh, an opportunity for you to take notes what the Lord is speaking to you this morning. So the first verse, if you can turn your Bible to Psalms 24, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all will live in it. And this is the verse that we, we know it even by heart, we know this. And what sometimes we don't realize, we, we don't recognize that the Lord, he is the Lord and he owns everything. We need to stop, my brothers and sisters, we need to stop giving too much credit to the devil. He doesn't own everything. He doesn't manage everything. He doesn't control everything. He doesn't manifest his presence everywhere. You know, we have given him too much uh, kind of credit. We kind of given him so much credit. We think the earth belongs to the devil. The earth belongs to Satan and his, uh, and his, uh, and his uh, partners. And we have kind of... Uh, uh, put ourselves in a cocoon mode set and be kind of waiting for an escape mindset. So one day, hopefully, God is going to suck us out of this miserable planet called Earth and we will be with him in heaven uh, singing Kumbaya and, and with the fat angels roaming around with, with smoky uh, uh, platform skies. You know, and that is actually not a very kingdom, a biblical mindset. So sometimes uh, we, we kind of say, oh, man, I don't know. You know, it, this, is, uh, uh, this is a hopeless situation. I don't know if this is uh, going to work out. I don't know if, if this, is, this is really going to uh, make any change. I don't know. My, my, my country is like it's, it's Even every day it's going like this. But we, we kind of give permission to the enemy that says, oh, what you're doing works keep doing it. And I have no hope other than just being with God one day in heaven. But that is a mindset the Lord wants to break in us. That is the mindset the Lord wants to say, you know, son, daughter, this is not how I see the earth. This is not how I see Velur. This is not how I see Tamil Nadu. This is not how I see India. This is not how I see Kerala. This is not how I see West Bengal. This is not how I see the nations of the world. I see that this nations belongs to me. I declared and it came into existence. I decreed and it came into existence. I produced these nations out of my mouth. So my dear brothers and sisters, if we have ever allowed this thought of saying, I just don't know, I think this is too much. No nation can be changed, especially my country. You know, this is in the hands of uh, corrupted politicians. I don't think it will ever change. All I can do is wait for some exit mentality. I think it's high time for us to repent. So why don't you just take a few moments, you know, quieten your heart, put your hand on your heart. If this is, makes sense to you, if you have allowed any sorts of hopelessness or given too much credit to the enemy, today you say to God, God, I repent of that mindset. I don't want to give credit to the enemy. He doesn't, he is not a match for you. He is not an equal thing for you. There is nothing that be 
compared to you, Lord. So I pray in Jesus' name that you will give my brothers and sisters a new mindset. Their, their city belongs to you. Their town belongs to you. Their neighborhood belongs to you. The, everyone that they come in contact with belongs to you, Father. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's move to the next verse. He says, he founded it on the seas and established on the waters. You know, in the modernization, in the age of modernization and evolution, it is high time to remind our soul that it is the Lord who created the earth on the seas and established it on the waters. It is high time to remind our soul. You know, sometimes we grew up in this uh, in this uh, ultra modernization culture, constant evolution culture. You know, it's almost uh, primitive to think that God made us through the world. People sometimes they mock at you. I remember. <clears throat> I was uh, in Denmark uh, a week ago, and in the airport, uh, this guy was limping, and he was helping with the suitcase, and he was in charge of all the suitcase. He was limping, and I asked him, what's your name? And his name is Matthew. And I said to him, Matthew, why are you limping? And, uh, and he said, I, I had an accident, and I need to do a surgery, and I am limping. I said to him, I believe in Jesus. I follow Jesus. And can I pray for you? And he cut me right when I was saying, when I pray for you, he said, uh, I think uh, uh, it's better that you can pray for the, uh, for the, for the doctor so that he can work out uh, a miracle in me. I don't want you to pray directly to me. And his name is Matthew, the guy who wrote the first uh, gospel in the book of New, in the New Testament, you know, but it's, you can have a Christian name, you can live in a post-Christian country, but you kind of evolutionized in your mind, you kind of moved on, you know, these kind of prayer doesn't really work, uh, but a week, a 10 days, 15 days ago, actually, uh, we met one lady, she was one of those uh, cleaning ladies in the house that uh, we happened to stay and she had a severe back pain and, and she happened to be an African-American and she was walking around and she was having this pain and, and she was like crying and, and I asked her, uh, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, but I'm not really okay because I'm walking with so much pain. I don't know whether I can able to uh, do the work. And I said, ma'am, can I pray for you? And she was shocked. And I said, of course, I will take anything I want. I just said, can I gently put my hand over you? Just put my hand over her. And I said, God, bring your kingdom upon your daughter. Bring your kingdom. And I didn't see her later, but two days later, before we left America. And she, she looked at, uh, she came to greet and thank us. She said, I'm feeling much better. The Lord has healed me. My brothers and sisters, there are still people in our vicinity who are still crying out to God for hope. But if we have reduced ourselves to what's going around and say, you know what? I don't think this will work. I don't think it will work. We got to speak it to our soul. Why soul? Soul is a desperately wicked part of a human being. Psalms 25, one says, David says, David said, 
to you o lord i lift my soul to you o lord i lift my soul soul is your will your emotions and your intellect soul always demands you know soul says i want what i want in my life i feel i think god says this is not what you want it is not what you feel it is not what you think so you got to speak to your soul soul what you want is not going to happen what you feel may not be the right thing what you think may not even align to what god's thoughts are so that's why you know even in Le- leviticus god gave an order to the children of israel afflict your soul and one of the ways you can afflict your soul is by fasting and prayer so that's what you do you afflict your soul you bring your soul you say soul you're not the master you're not the master of my life you may think you may feel you may want to do things but that is not what i am going to yield into Paul says in 1 Corinthians I train my body until it obeys me he talks about the soul he talks about the things that that overtaken him and and I want to talk to you my brothers and sisters in Jesus name that you need to realize the earth is the lord's you are the gatekeeper the earth is the lord's the earth belongs to him and he has put you as a place of influencer to be in the place in the gap to cry out to him for a divine perspective can somebody say amen hallelujah does it make sense what i'm sharing amen so that's that's the first two verses we're going to run quickly okay we don't have time the verse 3 and 4 look at this verse 3 and 4 who may ascend to the mountain of the lord who may stand in his holy place and then then david kind of responds to that question he asked the one who has clean hands pure heart who does not trust an idol or swear by false god he gives four things there clean hands pure heart who does not trust an idol or swear by false god you know without the atonement of god over mankind let me tell this if you're taking notes write it down without the atonement of god over mankind it is impossible to have clean hands and pure heart you remember the religion started in in chapter 3 and in the religion when started the first thing adam and eve did the first thing they did they hid behind a tree and they covered themselves with fig tree leaves and that's what aw tozer says it's the beginning of a fig leaf religion doing things in a way that we think god will accept it my brothers and sisters what god did not initiate god will not appreciate amen let me say this again what god did not initiate what god will not appreciate what do i mean by that you can have the most sincere heart you may have most convincing way that you are actually doing a wonderful service to the lord but if it is not initiated from the heart of the father if it is not initiated from what god has designed for you and me he doesn't appreciate no matter how sincere you do this 
And that's the argument this lady had with Jesus at the Samaritan well. And she said, my fathers worshipped here in the mountain. You guys worshipped in Jerusalem. And they got a bit of a truth. And they were sincere in their worship. They were sincere in their communication with God. But it is not acceptable to the Lord. And he said, in the days to come, that time will come, there will be people who will neither worship in the mountain, nor in Jerusalem, but worship in spirit and truth. My brothers and sisters, we have said this, and I have heard preachers preaching from the pulpit, and it seems so good and nice, no matter where you are, as long as you sincerely cry out to God, God will hear your cry and, and accept your worship. It is sounds so nice. It sounds so beautiful. It sounds so politically correct, but it is not biblical. The Lord says, when you want to worship me, you got to worship me in spirit and in truth. What is spirit and truth? You got to come to realize who I am for you, who I am in you, who I am in, in, in who I am for the nations. You got to come to realize who are you in me? How you are saved? No thing can set you free apart from my blood. When you understand that, when you stand on that principle, that truth, then out of that, when you offer sacrifices of praise and worship, it will be accepted to the Lord. Amen. We are confusing so many times uh, with philosophy, with nice sayings. Most of the pulpits are given statistics and, you know, philosophies and ideas that's in the world trying to mix it and try to give a polished a sermon or a, an appeal to the world saying, this is still a good medicine, you know. My brothers and sisters, it doesn't work like that in the kingdom. In the kingdom, it's only one way, and that's the king's way. That's why I mentioned this, what God did not initiate, he won't appreciate, no matter how good it is. That's why he said to his, some of the guys, he said, I don't know you guys. So what does it mean clean hands? Our hands are dirty. The original sin, disobedience. Remember when Eve gave the fruit to Adam, he took it and ate it. You know, it was a willful disobedience. You know, he took, he used his mind, the soul, he used his mind and he said, that sounds good. It seems to be really good idea. And he used his willpower. I will take it and eat it. He felt also, the Bible says in chapter, Genesis chapter one and two, if you keep on reading and even in three, you see that that it looks so nice it feels good so it's the, the willful disobedience eve gave the fruit to adam and he took and ate it since then man has had dirty hands until the son of god jesus came and said the last adam and guys i am so excited to share this the first adam willfully out of disobedience willfully disobeyed God and the last Adam willfully obeyed God and said into your hands I give my spirit wow you know that's how you get clean hands you don't get clean hands by washing you know 60 seconds of course those physical hands I'm not talking about I'm talking about 
clean hands in the spirit. The clean hands doesn't come by you saying, I fed the 50 people homeless today, so I may have a clean hands. The clean hands doesn't come from, oh, I wrote my first paycheck uh, to the missions. Oh, I, I the clean hands doesn't come from entertaining the poor and the needy. The clean hands comes. Those things are necessary. Those things are needed in the kingdom. But the clean hands comes. Let me say this again. The clean hands comes from realizing what the last Adam has done for us. Into his hands, he committed his spirit. There is nothing, write it down. There is nothing you can add or subtract what God did on the cross through his son, Jesus Christ. There is nothing, okay? There is nothing. There is nothing you can add to what Jesus did on the cross, okay? That is that is the fact of Christian living. But if you want to benefit from this fact, if you want to benefit from this truth, there is a condition you need to meet. What is that? You got to move from the first Adam to the last Adam to come into recognize that your hands are dirty and his hands are clean. Who does not trust in an idol, that's what he says. Who can go to the mountain of the Lord? Who has a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol. What does that trust in an idol mean? Misplaced trust on a thing or a person instead of a loving, living Lord of your life. It could be it could be your job. It could be your savings. It could be your ministry. It could be whatever it is. A misplaced trust. My brothers and sisters, in 2008, Spain went through, uh, most countries in Europe went through something what they call housing crisis, economic crisis on the housing markets. People who owned houses that was a million dollar home has become $100,000 in, in a day, in a week's time they lost. I remember almost four years ago visiting Thessaloniki, a city in Greece. The pastor who hosted me, he took, it to, uh, took us uh, to his home and it's, it's like a humongous mansion. And he said, when I bought this house, it was $1.2 million dollars. And now it's not even worth $200,000. And I still, even if I sell this house, I owe the bank almost a million dollars. My brothers and sisters, where is your trust? <laughs> brother, gold will never depreciate, brother. That's why 57 is locked in the lock. In the, <laughs> you know, my brothers and sisters, let me encourage you. Let your trust be in the Lord. You know, that's what here David mentions. Who does not trust in an idol. Idol is what? Idol is something or someone that you hold on to as a sign of hope instead of the Lord God. Oh, hallelujah. Now, he goes on and says, who swear by a false god. False god. What is that false god? False god is the one 
that uh, that you know you always tend to say i swear i will i will promise we do that all the time you know we guarantee to someone on doing something on our ability on our strength that's a false promise based on a false god this whole world is based on that they have kicked god out of the margin they have become god and they say we can fix it we can do this and this all protest that's happening around i can fix this you can't become the guarantor to someone when you yourself were sinking it is like that's why jesus said it's like blind leading a blind so who may ascend to the mountain of the lord who may stand in the holy place the one who has clean hands one who committed lord i commit my life into the most cleanliest hands it's you jesus one who has a pure heart who was has no intentions like of uh, uh, of the soul of man but the and, and allowed jesus to dominate the soul and who has not trust in an idol not to put any trust on the person or the thing that only god is eligible to have all our trust or to swear by any false god Amen. Then goes on David. He goes on in verse five and six. Look at verse five and six. They will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God their Savior. Then he goes on and says, "Such is the generation of those who seek Him, who seek Your face, O God of Jacob." Such is the generation. Who are they? He's talking about they will receive. Who are they? Those are the people who committed themselves all their lives into His hand. Those are the people who realizes that they are washed by His blood. Those are the person who place their trust in Him and Him alone, not on their own abilities. I want to ask you. I mean, we know this here, and when I say this, some of you are thinking, "Well, this is not a new truth. I know this." But my brothers and sisters, I'm not here to just to make you and. know here on your mind do we really committed our life into his hand do we really hold on to his promise or do we have plan b you know if god doesn't come through maybe i can pull out some other resources do we really realize that i am washed by his blood i have seen countless and countless of people walking in condemnation If you, I mean, does it make sense? What I'm sharing to you, if it doesn't make sense, put a thumbs up or a or an emoji or a amen or something, so that you know Christians walking in condemnation, they still believe Christ is against them. In Christ, there is no condemnation. That means there is no death sentence. So, my brothers and sisters, think about this for a moment. Do you really realize? that you are washed by his blood that means when you are washed by the blood every time you visit your past let me tell you god doesn't see your past what does he see he sees his only begotten son's blood upon that past so your past is covered by his blood so when you are condemned what you are going through you are saying the blood of jesus is not worthy to cover my past that's why i'm visiting my past with shame guilt remorse and condemnation and the spirit of death my brothers and sisters the lord wants us to be come to a place where we commit ourselves into his hand where we realized we are washed by his blood who has placed their trust in him and him alone my brothers and sisters this last two and a half years was never the same 
this pandemic has ruined people, their lives, their marriages, the businesses, so many, even our dear ones that we know of have lost the, their lives. It has brought such calamity. They almost wondered, you know, they thought India is overcome because we got natural immunity. We drink a lot of ginger and lemon, you know, but then we lost more lives than any other country in the world. My brothers and sisters, why God has kept us alive? I have no clue other than one thing. It's the mercy and the grace of the Lord. Do I deserve it? Absolutely not. Do I earn it? Absolutely not. But why he put me here? But one thing I know, he has put me on this earth. He has given me the extra time, not for me to continue my own life, but to realize that I have committed my life in his hand. I am washed by his blood. I have placed my trust in him and him alone not in my ability, so that I will be a blessing to the people around me. Amen. Now, look at this first six verses we talked now. From seven to ten, there is a lot of repetition, okay? And that's, we will spend the next five to seven minutes there. Lift up your heads, you gates be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in, okay? He, he makes a declaration. And then he asked again, who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. He repeats again, lift up your heads, your gates, lift them up, your ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is he, the king of glory? The Lord Almighty is the King of Glory. Now, I want you to underline, if you have a paper Bible or if you have a, 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 a highlighter, take a pen or a pencil, highlight these two words, gates, ancient doors, gates, ancient doors. That's what we will meditate the next five to seven minutes. Gates and ancient doors. The gates and the doorways of, of a certain buildings are commanded to pay attention. That means if you have a gate, you know, the gates talks about what it protects. It protects people from those who are within and also rejects people who cannot come inside because of what the value they have placed inside those gates. So they are, they are commanded to stand at attention because a very special being is entering into the building of which they are part of. So if you read 1 Corinthians, sorry, 1 Chronicles chapter 15, verse 25, this is a story of what happened. The David was, you know, they tried to take the ark from the Philistines army. They took it and put it on the bullock hearts and they tried to bring it. And there was a guy who tried to touch it and God's, you know, uh, Anger comes, he dies there, and then the ark was, David got scared to bring the ark. The ark was kept in Obed Edom's house. And the Bible says for the times that God kept the ark there, the Obed Edom's house became so prosperous. And David looked at it and says, I want to bring that ark. And this time he goes back and check the Levitical order. And it was commanded by God through Moses. The ark was never supposed to be on the work of the bulls and the animals, it's supposed to be on the shoulders of the priest. The ministry can never be sustained. God's anointing never gets sustained on the ministry. It's on the ministers. 
you know so now he realized that so he put he told the levites to say take the ark put it on your shoulders not on the ministry sometimes we promote our ministries we say this is what i do god is far more interested in you than what you do to him he wants to conquer you and through your conquering he can conquer others so here was david putting the ark on the shoulders of the priest and they are walking in as they are coming and literally this happened actually they brought in the ark and you if you read first corinthians 15 i don't have the time was 25 onwards uh, that the 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 ark was brought in the lord uh, literally came down in the form of a cloud the presence came in and the gates were open and the ancient doors were open and they all welcomed the lord into their city now fast forward this to the present new generation who has invited christ in their hearts what does the gates and ancient doors mean to us what does it mean to us that's why in the beginning of the the sunday gathering i mentioned this god has placed each and every one in a strategic place to be that gatekeeper they are different spheres of influence they represent the original design of god over mankind they are the desires of god over every areas of our lives so so as a gatekeeper you lift up the gates you lift up those ancient doors and you say god i welcome you king of glory come the word glory in hebrew means mind i welcome you we used to go and papa's house uh, you know uh, these months we don't go but uh, we used to go and to the you know the fort the velour as a fort we go early morning 5 or 6 in the morning we walk around the fort it's 2.4 kilometers around the fort and you walk around and you just walk around and pray over this and we say god the king of glory come in king of glory come in come inside come inside my city come inside my kingdom come inside my family come inside my my life you know and that's exactly what the lord is inviting us that we would invite him it starts with you first as an individual it moves on into your family and into other areas of influence god has placed each and every one as a gatekeepers over certain areas and he demands let me emphasize this and he demands that you recognize who god is and you invite him into that area you are the gatekeeper some of you are a gatekeeper in the area of medicine some of you you are a gatekeeper in the area of science and technology some of you are a gatekeeper in the area of education some of you are a gatekeeper in the area of uh, of uh, of business and economics uh, you know too often god is limited to your church too often god is limited to events too often god is limited to sundays too often god is limited to spiritual gatherings like this we do on sundays too often we think lord can't solve the problem because it is out of his area of influence so we turn to philosophy psychology or practical atheism trying to fix the problem only christ can fix it 
God is inviting you, brothers and sisters, to be the gatekeepers. Imagine this with me. You are a gatekeeper for the area of health. What is your role as a gatekeeper? You invite the king of glory, Yehovah Rapha, the ultimate doctor, the eternal physician to into your given area so the Lord can bring transformation. Imagine this with me. You are a gatekeeper of economics. What is your role as a gatekeeper? Invite the king of glory, Jehovah Jireh, the ultimate provider, the eternal king who lacks nothing into your given area so the Lord can bring transformation. So poverty can become part of a history. Imagine this with me. You are a gatekeeper of families. What is your role as a gatekeeper? keeper invite the king of glory jehovah the god the father the ultimate loving daddy the eternal unconditional lover into your given area so that the lord can bring transformation in the family imagine this with me you are a gatekeeper of entertainment arts media and communication what is your role of a gatekeeper invite the king of glory jehovah the great communicator the ultimate truth holder the speaker of life hope and truth, invite him so that he can bring the transformation. The list goes on. I can keep going on and on and on. He's inviting us today to raise up as gatekeepers, to invite him into this area of influence. You know, I dream of a day when the king of glory enters my city. Poverty becomes history. I dream of a day when the king of glory comes into my city and dowry becomes the history of the past. I dream of a day when the king of glory comes into my city. The cast have been cast upon the Lord and becomes the history of the past. I dream of the day when the king of glory enters my city. Illiteracy becomes the history of the past. I dream of the day when the king of glory comes in. Sickness becomes part of the history. I dream of the day when the king of glory comes in. Curse becomes the history of the past. I dream of the day when the king of glory enters my city. Injustice, greed, and corruption that we prayed this morning during our prayer time becomes the history of the past. Amen. I dream of the day when the king of glory enters my city. The city will not have churches. The city will be the church unto the Lord. I dream of the day when the king of glory enters my city. Diversity will be celebrated. Today, diversity is not celebrated. We only tolerate my brothers and sisters. Heaven will be hell for you if you don't that celebrate diversity. <laughs> Look around us in Papa's house. We are so mixed. We are so mixed. And if you can't celebrate this, this ain't a place for you. You know, this is a diverse place. This is a glimpse of a glimpse of a glimpse of a heaven on earth. I mean, I dream of a day when the king of glory enters my city. Where the young and the old, the rich and the poor, the tall and the short, the black and the white will walk in love and host his presence and represent him well in the nations. Amen. You are the gatekeeper. You are the gate gatekeeper that God is asking you to lift up your hands and invite him. Would you do that? This is what the Lord is inviting you into. He's not inviting you to just have a program on Sunday. 
have a nice and after this linu or somebody will make chai and you have some time how are you how was this week uh, yeah did you watch that movie new movie kamal oh fantastic yeah it was all good uh, then you move on no my brothers and sisters we contend with the lord we cry out to the lord we say god come in so i'm not satisfied on sunday gatherings my i'm not satisfied on just attending church i'm not a participant i'm not just a spectator i am a co worker co laborer co create with you to be an ambassador to invite you i lift my ancient doors those are the ancient doors the family economic science and technology arts all those ancient doors i lift it up so king of glory come in amen here are some announcements if you have missed any of our sermons You can watch them by logging in on Papa's House through YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes and Facebook. We have a family support program where we support single mothers and their children by getting provisions through finances and opportunities to earn a livelihood through small businesses. Every Friday through our homeless feeding program Our team prepares and distributes food packets for homeless people in and around Velour. We would encourage you to join us in this program by either preparing or distributing food packets and also by considering making your generous contributions through your finances. If you consider yourself to be a part of Papa's house then we would encourage you to send your tithes and offerings but if you are visiting papa's house for a few occasions and led by the spirit and you feel that papa's house has made a difference in your spiritual life and your connection with christ you could consider sowing a small seed through an offering we would make sure it falls on the good soil so that it reaps a good reward from god You can find the details of the bank accounts and Google Pay should you decide to send in your offering to us. We will intimate to you once we have received it. Also, here are the links on how you can reach and follow us.